Gitin daf memzayin. The last thing we're discussing was a person who sold himself and his children to Abdei Kochavim. We do not uh, free him, but we free the children after their father dies. And the Rabbi Asi explained that's dafka if he did it once, twice, three times. Then we, since he's used to it, uh, then we uh, don't free him anymore. And we saw the story with uh, the people of Bemirsed that they sold themselves, they borrowed money, they couldn't pay it back, and Rav Hunas uh, didn't want to free them because they keep on doing the stuff. And with that, we are starting Mem Vav Amudbet, two lines from the bottom where it says, Hahu Agavra, the middle line, Hahu Gavra, there's Abin of There was this man who sold himself to uh, the Ludim, and these were a type of people who eat people they do cannibalism and Amaleh came in front of Rabbi Ami and said Pirkan uh, help me free me Amaleh Rabbi Ami told him Tanan but we have a Mishnah we could save his children so they don't do Avodazara and learn from them and they, while their father's watching them we don't have a problem it's only after their father died that we're worried that they're going to learn Avodazara and over here, we're worried that uh, people might uh, eat you up, so therefore we're allowed to save you. Meaning it's not just about money anymore, now it's about life and death. Okay, so the story changed. He wanted to save him. But the other rabbis told Rabbi Hi, Israel Mumar. Well, this guy is Israel Mumar. He's not even religious. He eats not kosher food, and for sure he does it on purpose. He's a mean. Maybe he's just hungry and he found whatever he found and he ate it. But some, a lot of times there's kosher food, not kosher food. He drops the kosher food and he eats the, the, the not kosher food. Amaleh told that person, Zeal, they're not letting me emancipate you. And the Gemara says, uh, how the, What happened to the Ludim who eat people? Eshlakish sold himself to the Ludim. And Tosfot reminds us that this was before Eshlakish became a Balchuva, became a big Khan. So he sold himself to the Ludim. He took with him a bag, maybe something, a reed to tie it with. And in that bag, he had a stone or a piece of a bowl of lead. Amar Gemiredi Omabatra, Eshlakish knew the last day that before, before they killed the guy. Whatever he asks for, they do. This way he'll be mohel on his blood, and some say so his blood will taste better once he's relaxed. The last day, what can we do for you? I want to sit you down, tie you up. I want to hit you one time and a half with the bag that I have. Okay, continue with Advin. He tied them up, sat them down. Each one, after one hit, his neshama went out, and his teeth just like moved out because because of such pain, and it looked like they were smiling. Each one of them, you're laughing at me. You, every one of you have uh, still half a hit left by me. And he killed all of the Ludim. And he walked out, went home. Came back home, ate the drink from all the money he made by taking it from the Ludim. So his, his daughter told him, 
why don't why don't you just leave anything over here don't you want like at least buy something that to sit on or you're just eating and eating my stomach is my uh, my pillow meaning i don't need anything the Gemara says, "Kinah and at the end of the day, when he was poor, Shabbat Kabbat Demonikai, all he left was a cav of saffron, Kara Nafsheh, and he said about himself, Ba'azevula Harim Hela, meaning I had so much money, I ended up leaving it to other people, and even leave it for my own kids." And the Mishnah says, "Hamocher et Sadeu leOved Kochavim, a person sold his land in itself to Oved Kochavim, Lokeh Omevim Imenu Bikurim Bepnetikun Olam. You have to go buy fruits from there, the Bikurim, and bring it up to Yerushalayim." Because of the way of the world. So this person doesn't get used to selling land to, of Eretz Yisrael to Goyim. And this way we make sure he's going to try to redeem it and buy it back. And there's a Mahlokit Shonim, exactly what does it mean here? It means if you bought, you have to give a Bikurim or do you have to buy and give Bikurim? You have the Tosfot, Tosfot Rosh, we discuss over here. And also another question is why we not um, to, to also buy food so you can give Trumot and Masrot. Also, all this is discussed in the, the Rishonim. And the Gemara starts. Amar Even though when a goy buys land in Israel, he cannot stop the hiyuv of giving ma'aser. Meaning Hashem says my land, and therefore uh, Israel has to buy the land and give ma'aser. But the Ovet Kochavim has the option of doing whatever he wants with the land he bought in Israel. They're also part of Bnei Adam. And they could dig and do whatever they want in the land. Rabbi Lazar argues on Rabban. Rabbi Lazar Omer. He can, if Ovet Kochavim buys the land, you don't have to give Maser on it. It's only from your Dagan, things that you uh, made. And not the, the crop of Ovet Kochavim. But the guy can't just do whatever he wants with the land. He can't uh, ruin the land because it says the land belongs to Hashem. The question is, what's the mahloket of Rabban, Rabbil Azar, in regards to Ma'aser and the Kenyan of Al-Kuchavim in Eretz Yisrael? More sabah, Rabbil Azar held that from the word Deganecha means Deganecha below Degan Avet Kuchavim is Hayav in Ma'aser. More sabah, and Rabban held Digunecha below Digun Avet Kuchavim, meaning. It all depends who piled them together, if it was the Jew or the Goy. If the Jew piled it together, it'd be Hayav. If the Goy piled it together, then it's Patur. So it depends at what point they were bought. And why do I hold that if a Jew bought the fruits from a Goy and he put them in a pile, he'd be Hayav? You have to give Maser on it. Now, unless he did have care. So the Gemara should understand. What are we talking about? What's going on here? If we're talking about Jews' land, and a guy picked them up, he piled them. What are you talking about? If he did have care, they already have care. That was the whole point. Rather, you have to say that our Mishnah is talking about the Oved Kochavim. It was a land of Oved Kochavim who left them. And the Jew took them. And the reason is the Goy was Mafkir, and that's why they're Patur from Maaser. But if the Goy was not Mafkir, Hayav, you'd have to give Maaser. So therefore, you, you see, 
that the land of Agoy you have to give Maaser. The Gemara says, no, they're all land, they're Israel. Maybe we're talking about the land of Israel. And the Goy was the one who piled them together. If you tell me they already have care, you were mafkir it for Israel. Does anyone mafkir his field in order that the Goyim could come and take it? That's why he holds it's hefker betaut if a goy took it, and that if someone bought it from the goy, it'd be hayav in maaser. So there's no way of looking at it. So the gemara tries a different option. Tashema Yisrael shelakach sadeh me'avet kochavim. A Jew bought a land from avet kochavim. Ache lo hevi ashlish if it didn't grow a third. Ve'hazar mcharalo and the Yisrael bought it back, uh, sold it back to the goy. Mishavi ashlish, but that, at that point already uh, grew a third. Hayavet maaser. You have to give maaser. If a Jew bought, uh, bought fruit from him, he has to give maaser. Because it became hayav bide Israel. It hayva in, that's dafka, if it became hayav bide Israel. However, if it wasn't hayav maaser, it means it didn't grow a third by the Israel's hand, then it would be patur. And you see that, like Rabbi Lazar, that the goy has some sort of kinyan to be mafkia, to make you not hayav in maaser. But the Gemara pushes back. Maybe you could say it's like Rabbah that the Goy does not have a Kenyan in itself to make you not have in Maaser. Maybe over here what we're talking about is Besuria, Aram Sova. It's like a half half sort of thing. The Kasava, and he holds Kibush Yahid when David took over Surya. He holds, the Rabbah holds, that it's not considered a part of Eretz Yisrael. It's still considered outside of Eretz Yisrael. In Midorah, that's patur from Maaser. In Midorah, it's Hayav. And since it's only a Dirabanan, everyone agrees that Avet Kochavim has control to make it not the Hayav in Maaser. So that Brayta didn't work out for us. So Tashema, let's try a different one. Yisrael ve'Avet Kochavim shelakhu sadeh b'shutafut. Uh, Israel and a goy, they bought a land in partnership. Tevel v'cholin me'oravin zebazed v'rebi. holds, this is the way Rashi explains it, that in every kernel, in every fruit, anything that grows, is half goy's, half Israel. The part of a goy's is patrum ma'aser, the part of a Jew is hayav ma'aser, and once they split it, then the then the tevuah is still in the safek, and therefore when you buy from the goy, you still have to give maaser. And Tosafot argues and says there's no way of fixing this tevuah because you don't know which kernel belongs to who, which half of a kernel belongs to who. It's one big mess. So therefore, there is no way of fixing this. Rabban Shimon Gamliel, however, Omer. Whatever part Ovet Kochavim ended up getting is Patur Maaser Vishal Yisrael Hayav. Now, Atkan Loplige, now the Machlok between them is only Ela de Mor Savarish Brera or Mor Savar and Brera. The Rabban Shimomigamel says we can later on figure out whose part is who and what is Hayav and what. And Rabbi held that more savar and brera. There's we can't figure out who gets what, and that's why, according to Rashi, you have to give from the goys also. And according to Tosfot, uh, you, you, there's no way of fixing it. Aval the kule alma yesh kinyan laovet kochavim veitzelaf kiamiyad maaser. But everyone agrees that the goy owns the land and it's patur maaser. Meaning, if it was for sure the goys, it wouldn't be hayavin maaser, like Rabbi Lazar said. The grass says no. Hachan, I mean, maybe we're talking also Bebesuriyah vekasavah kibush yachid lo shemek kibush. Maybe it's, uh, we're talking about Syria and it's only the Rabbanan and uh, the, the Goyk 
is allowed to have land in Syria. And therefore, uh, if a Goy owns this land, you're not having Maser over there. But in general, maybe in Israel, you would. So the Gemara brings another proof to Rabbi Lazar. Amar Barabin Tashema. Here we have another Brayta. Hamocher Sadeu Leovet Kochavim. A person sold his land to Ovet Kochavim. Lokeach Omevi Bikurim Mipnetikun Olam. You have to bring Bikurim because of the way of the world. Mipnetikun Olam in only because of Tikun Olam. And meaning it's only the Rabbanan. However, Midoraita Lo. But Midoraita you don't have to give. And you understand that Midoraita technically the Ovet Kochavim has control over the Sadeh. And therefore, you wouldn't have to give through Motan Ma'asrot. Amar Ravashib, Ravashib pushes back. Maybe, maybe there was two takanot. Ma'ikara originally, originally they would bring Bikurim from land they sold to a Goy Midoraita. However, since it happened that people would sell their land, because people realize, listen, I'm going to give it to the Goye, but Ertzel doesn't lose the Ketusha. It always stays Kadosh, nobody loses, and therefore people continue doing it. Then Hachamim Takinu Leu Deloetu Hachamim said, "We want to show this difference. Your land is uh, that you sold; it's not kadosh anymore, and this way that would stop people from selling. But the problem is, Kevan de Hazud Demand There was a lot of people who they, you know, they they couldn't afford to keep their land. They needed the money. They sold their land to Goyim. They come on and the Sadot used to stay beyond of the Kochavim." And and there was a problem, so they had takinu lehu, and then hachamim were metaken for those people. They like to you have to bring bikurim from the land that you sold to the avet Meaning, let's go back to the deoraita days. And by the way, the Rambam is posek that if a goy buys the land, it's not mafkiah from the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Meaning, you would still have to give to Motam asrot. And the biggest two questions that would come out of it is number one is if a goy owns land in Eretz Yisrael. How would we react to Trumot and Masrot today? And number two, more importantly, what about Shemitah? Can I sell the Goy? That's the whole Heter Mechira thing. Can I sell the land to a Goy? This way we could continue working the land during the Shemitah year. This, has been go- this question has been going on for the last 150 years. This is the whole Heter Mechira issue that's been going back and forth by the Poskim. Very kedai to read about the Heter Mechira issue if you get a chance. Let's continue. A person sold his land, but the buyer is only going to get the fruits. He could bring the bikurim. The buyer can bring whatever fruits, the firstborn fruits, and he could read Pashat Bikurim. He has to bring those fruits, but not read the whole parasha and kitavo that you're supposed to read when you bring the first fruits. And Rabbi Yohanan Amar Mevive Kore because Kinyan Perotke Kinyan Aguftame. When you buy the fruit, it's like you bought the goof of the, the land, and therefore you have to bring and you have to read. Resh Lakish Amar Mevive Eno Kore because Kinyan Perot Lavke Kinyan Aguftame. It's not like you bought the actual land, therefore you can't read the whole thing. Eti Verebi Yohanan Ashlakish, so Rabbi Yohanan Asla Ashlakish. It says in the parasha, "V'samachta b'cholatu v'shenatan lacha Hashem loecha ulbetecha." Melamed shadam evi b'koreish. A person is allowed to bring the fruits that grew from what his wife brought into the marriage. Meaning, even though the the goof of the karka belongs to the wife, he since he gets the fruits, he could bring it v'koreh, and he could read the whole parasha b'korim in kitavo. So you see that even though you don't own the actual goof of the land, you still read. Amale, Rashtaki told him that's not a proof. Shani, Atom Bechtiv, Ulbetecha. The Pasuk says, 
for you and your family, meaning the Torah was the one that specifically told you to do it for your family and read it for her. Meaning in general, no, just this one's your wife, so you do it for her. Some say the back and forth was the opposite. That Rabbi Shimon asked on Rabbi Hanan, it says, that a person brings his wife's fruits and reads it for her. And why? Because the Pasuk says, in general, no. And Rabbi Hanan told her, no, opposite. I also bring a proof from this Pasuk that it's not just here, but it's in general also, even if it belonged to someone else, you still have to bring and say, So now Resh Lakish asked Rabbi Hanan another question from Breita. A person's on the way to Yushalayim, and he has his wife's uh, fruits in his hands, and he heard that his wife died. It says he brings it, and he reads. Now, if she died, if she didn't die, meaning once she died, it now officially 100% belongs to you, and therefore you could say, but if she didn't die, you can't say it, because it's not 100% yours. The commander says, no, even if she didn't die, you could bring it and read. There's a chidush over here if she died. I would have thought, I would have been gozer because of what Rabbi Yossi Bar Hanina said, and, she, and he shouldn't read. If the owner of the land uh, plucked, let's say, the grapes, and he sent them to Yerushalayim with the shaliyah, and the shaliyah died on the way, and uh, someone brought it back to the Baasadeh. Baasadeh brought it to Yerushalayim. Mevi ve'eno kore. He brings the Bikurim but does not read. Shene'emar ve'lakahta ve'heveta. It says you're supposed to take from the land. And you're supposed to bring. The, the plucking and the bringing has to be with one person. And I could be gozer and say if a man's wife died maybe he shouldn't read. Since there was a transfer of whose karka was, it's like the difference between Lucky Hanavas or Tenkamash, Malan, the Baita is coming to tell me it's not the same case. And the Baal could bring and read even though his wife died. And they go with their shita, where, uh, meaning the same mahluk they have over here if Kinyana Perot is considered Kinyana Gufarnat. Uh, the same mahluk in a different place, they tamar hamukher sadeo, if a person sold his land. During the time of the Ovel, where you never get the full goof of the kaka, you only get the fruits. And the sword of their mahlok is why? Because Kinyan Perot ke Kinyana Gufdame, because owning the Perot is like you owning the land. Because Kinyan Perot is not good enough. It's love ke Kinyana Gufdame. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.